Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, hello. I am interrupting this episode before we even get started because I have to tell you about my big announcement that I am so excited about, and that is that I have set the date, set everything in motion to start a coaching group. 30 days, you, me, and other like-minded women in pursuit of our health, our wellness, our goals, learning how to treat our bodies really, really well, how to honor our bodies, respect our bodies, how to reach our goals in a way that allows us to keep our goals, how to show ourselves so much love, how to treat ourselves incredibly well, and yeah, how to call our bullshit, (laughs) how to hold ourselves accountable, basically how to step into the version of ourselves that we know we can be, but we just need a little help to get there. That is what we are going to focus on April 15th for 30 days. It is 100% online, so you can do it from anywhere. You do not have to be local to me. Um, Most of the people I work with live far, far, far away, and I just love that. So absolutely making this an online group because I want you to join me wherever you are. I have all the details. I will have all the details up on my website at some point by the time you're listening to this. And if you can't find them or if you just want to save yourself some time and you don't feel like looking, shoot me a DM and I will happily send you all the information over. Again, it is starting April 15th, 30 days, all online, all women, all goal-oriented. It's basically everything we talk about here, but being able to explore it deeper and being able to have access to me, to answer your questions, to voice your your struggling points, to say, hey, I, I'm really I'm really confused about this and really hash them out together in a group setting. I am telling you, it is just magical. And even better, it is it's dirt cheap <laughs> because I'm doing this selfishly. I feel very intuitively called to do this group right now. And I feel very strongly that the women who sign up are going to be incredibly impacted by it, but also that they need it, right? That that they need it. And so if you're feeling that pull, like, okay, something needs to shift for me and I'm not really sure what that is or what that looks like, but I just know something needs to shift, then this is your sign <laughs> and this is your group. So you know where to find me. Shoot me a DM. I will give you all the info. April 15th, 30 days. It is going to be, it's going to be transformative. And I just, I really hope I see you there. Hello and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I hope this episode finds you feeling amazing and delicious and yummy and having the most magical day ever, but if it doesn't, that's okay because (laughs) that's kind of what we are going to talk about today. We are going to talk about stopping negative self-talk, which has an awful lot to do with how we feel in our lives, how we are showing up in our lives, and how we feel our day-to-day is going. At the end of the day, you are the person you spend the most time with, which is an amazing and wonderful reason to simply not be a dick to yourself. Because that voice in our head, it is always with us, narrating our days, and unfortunately, not always in the kindest ways. And it's easy to get stuck in the habit 
And that's all it is. It's a habit, which is a good thing because habits are something that we can break and something that we can change and elevate and evolve into. But it's easy to get stuck in the habit of being a dick to ourselves, but no more. We do not do that anymore. So we are going to talk about today turning that voice in your head into a trusted friend and into a source of motivation and into somebody, something rather, a part of you that you enjoy (laughs) conversing with, that you gain inspiration from, and that you, at the very least, even on the worst possible days, can tolerate from a place of love, understanding, and grace. The first step in stopping a negative self-talk is to understand that you can never stop it. And I understand that may not be what you want to hear, but it's the truth, right? That voice is never going to totally go away. How we stop, in quotations, negative self-talk is understanding that it is not us. It is one voice of the many in our heads. It is one compartment of us. And we are, as Eckhart Tolle would say, the OG of self-development, self-improvement. If you have not read A New Earth and the power of now, do so immediately. They're boring, but holy shit, are they good? They're worth it. They are must-reads in my opinion. But as he so beautifully puts, we are the observer. We are the thing, the awareness, the consciousness that is hearing that negative voice in our heads. And so you have to understand that stopping that voice completely, it's never going to happen. It's always going to be there. Your job is to understand that that voice is not you and more importantly, that that voice is not rooted in facts. It's not even rooted in reality. It is just something that pops off every now and then. And so our job is not to stop it. Our job is not even to rationalize with it. Our job is to look at it almost the same way you would look at like a child throwing a fit, understanding that they just need to like get that energy out, like throw their little tantrum, leave them alone, don't feed it. (laughs) So they can get it out and move on. Observe it. Just observe it. Listen. Oh, that's an interesting thought that you just had. That is what I like to do when I hear that dickhead voice in my head. I go, oh, really? And just kind of observe it. Step back. Not give it further power and not even so much give it attention. Just saying, hmm, the same way in which if somebody said something very like kind of sarcastic and like snide to you, you wouldn't want to attack them and you wouldn't want to make them feel any more powerful like they hurt you. What you would want to do is call awareness to what an asshole they sound like, which you would do by simply stepping back, kind of giving them, closing your eyes a little bit and going, I'm sorry, what? What did you say? You're not going to hear that self-talk with the same volume that you heard it the first time because you will understand that that's not helpful, that that is not giving you anything that is going to make your days any better. So your first job is understanding that voice is never going to go away. You don't have to learn how to tolerate it, but you have to learn how to observe it. From that place of observation, you can create awareness, which will help you identify patterns. When is your negative self-talk picking up the most? When are you hearing these dickhead thoughts, these dickhead voices? What are you doing? What is the situation that you are in? What are you feeling? What is your emotion 
in that state? Or what are you feeling in your body? Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling bloated? Are you feeling hungry? Are you feeling angry? Like what are you feeling? The more you can identify the patterns around when you are experiencing negative self-talk, the better you can stay in front of them, which, and like I said, you're never going to stop it completely, but if you're aware of when it's going to happen, you can avoid those emotional states that allow it to happen, right? You can stay ahead of your bullshit by becoming aware of your bullshit. So if you know that you always become very, very mean to yourself when you are feeling very bloated, you can start to create awareness around moving away from the habits that cause you to feel bloated. So that's going to be, you know, stopping maybe drinking so much because that is horrible for your digestion. It is going to be focusing on your sleep hygiene because that is going to help you process food better, right? That deep sleep quality is going to help you digest your food fully. You can become more aware and mindful with your meals. And so moving away from the TV, your phone, your work while you are eating, and chewing. Because chewing does wonders for not only our mindfulness practice, but for our bellies. Because we're not going to be as bloated when we have started the digestion process in our mouths as opposed to asking our stomachs to do all the hard work. And that's a trigger, I know. I don't mean to spend so much time on it, but I'm also doing it on purpose because that's a trigger for many, many, many women. When we are being the meanest to ourselves, when we are hearing those voices the loudest is when we are feeling not so great in our bodies. I know this is an episode about self-talk, not how we treat our bodies, but they're so highly correlated. When you are interacting with your body in a way that is not kind, the voice in your head is going to echo those sentiments as well. And so it's our responsibility to make sure that we are treating ourselves in a way that feels good. Because if we're treating ourselves in a way that feels good, the voice in our head is going to feel good and be nicer just by default. And so whenever you find yourself being very, very self-critical, don't use shame, which is easy to do, right? So go into this cautiously with a lot of love, with a lot of grace, with a lot of kindness. Go into this in the same way you would have this conversation with your daughter, with your best friend, with your sister, with your mother, with somebody you love deeply and ask yourself, okay, why am I having this thought in my head? What am I doing that is provoking this thought? Does it feel good? Do I want to do this? Do I want to interact with myself this way? And the answer is going to be yes or no. And if it's no, Shame is not going to drive positive change there. Shame never drives positive change. And so ask yourself, okay, well, what can I do that's going to feel better, that is going to feel kinder? Because your actions will dictate your self-talk. And so use the times when you find yourself being very, very self-critical as a red flag because that's exactly what they are, that you need to examine how you are interacting with yourself or you know, on the total flip side, the situations that are going on with your life. I want to stay focused on how you're interacting with yourself for right now, not because you're the main reason, but also because, yes, you are the main reason. The more autonomy and the more responsibility we take for how we feel and how we are showing up in our lives and how we, you know, move through our lives, the more empowered we are to make changes. And so when I say other situations, it's easy to start going, well, okay, well, this is the reason they did this. She said this. I have to do this. And we can start placing blame and shifting the onus 
for what is happening to other people and other things, which means that we are also shifting the power. We're giving those people in those situations the power to dictate how we feel. And that's just bullshit. And so as shitty as it is to take ownership for what we are doing in our lives and how we feel in our lives and how we are showing up in our lives, that is also how we change our lives, by taking ownership of those things. And so, you know, back to my original sentiment here, use your negative self-talk as a red flag to look at how you are showing up in your life and keep it focused on you for the beginning because the more you can change, the more you can empower yourself to make those changes, which is a jagged little pill to swallow. It's going to suck because it also means owning the fact that you're the person responsible for the current feelings. And again, I say that with love and kindness and I say that from a place of me too, friend, me too, raising my hand, always in the trenches with you, always going through it, doing my own work through this as well. I know what it feels like. The more you can take ownership of that, the more you can change. And it's not until you have taken full ownership of absolutely everything that you can do to interact with yourself differently, to change that negative self-talk, that's when you can start looking at other situations. We don't want to place blame until we have very much cleaned up our side of the proverbial street. And then, of course, from the space of taking care of our own shit, of examining how we're acting with ourselves, how we are interacting with ourselves, how we're treating ourselves, and our reactions to situations, that's when we can address those situations. When we know, okay, well, I'm reacting in this way, which is making me feel this way, which is bringing me to a place of feeling like I don't have power, like I am not worthy enough, like I am being judged, all those negative stories that you are hearing in your head. When you're aware of how your reactions are feeding those stories, that's when you can address the situations from a calm and collected headspace. And so that's when you can go to Susan in accounting and let her know that you don't like her tone. (laughs) She needs to approach things differently with you. That's when you can go to your children and say, hey, I'm feeling a little not appreciated here because you all are just leaving your shit everywhere. And so this is what I expect from you. That's when you can go to your partner, your husband, your spouse and say, listen, we have not connected deeply in a very long time and I'm feeling like you don't love me. I'm feeling like you're not attracted. Like, Whatever, whatever the stories you're having, that's when you can address them from a higher space. That's when you can go to your friends and say, look, and when we have these conversations, it makes me feel this way. And so I don't want to have them or I need to have them, whatever that may be. You have to stay, I don't want to say have to, but also, yeah, you kind of do. When it comes to changing your self-talk, you want to stay as in front of situations and experiences as possible because that's how you can avoid them as much as possible. That is how you can change the narrative in a way that makes you feel empowered and in control and so you no longer hear those negative voices going on in your head. Basically, the goal is to stay ahead of situations and aware of situations whenever possible, knowing that a lot of the times it is possible. And then from there, again, understanding that negative self-talk is never going to go away It is a flag. It is something for you to look at. You can start doing the following, which is practicing compassion. When you hear those voices, you want to treat yourself with kindness and with understanding, remembering that, okay, maybe a situation happened and you weren't happy with how you showed up in in that situation, but you're human. Or maybe you interacted with your body in a way that was not in alignment with how you wish to show up and treat your body, but... 
Again, you're human. And this is a learning experience. And this is, okay, now I know in this situation, this is what happens. This is what I don't want to do. I don't need to talk shit to myself. I need to learn from it and grow from it. Show yourself compassion while also asking yourself what you can learn from this situation so you don't find yourself repeating those patterns. Because the more you repeat negative patterns, the more negative self-talk is going to rear its ugly head. And you're not going to be able to challenge negative self-talk until you feel like you have a leg to stand on to challenge it, right? So you're not going to be able to, if you're hearing like, oh, you always make the same mistakes and you always repeat the same patterns, you can't just gaslight yourself into saying like, well, no, I don't, if that's not true. If you are always repeating the same patterns, you need to create awareness around stopping those patterns. And then when you are actively working on stopping those patterns, that's when you can start challenging your negative self-talk. That's when you can start identifying like just an old story because sometimes, and I experience this a lot and I know women who are further along and maybe, you know, I hope this is the case for you. Not that I hope negative self-talk for anybody, but I hope you're further along in your journey in understanding that when you hear negative self-talk, it's not your present mind speaking. It's a past story, right? It's a story that you are carrying around and it is coming up again because it has somehow been triggered but you also have that awareness that it is no longer you. That is when you can challenge negative stories. For example, if you are somebody like me who has a past of binge eating, it is very easy whenever you overeat, which is very normal, right? Eating past the point of fullness is normal. It is human. It happens to the best of us. And it happens pretty regularly because, again, we're human. So in those situations, it's that's when negative self-talk from the past can pop up. And you'll hear those voices of, well, you ruined it. Fuck it. You ruined it. You ruined it for today. Might as well. In this current state where I am right now, and I hope where you are right now, I can recognize that's not me. That is just a leftover voice from literally a decade ago that's just popping up, rearing its ugly head. And just like the game of whack-a-mole, I need to just pop, knock it back down, challenge that thought. I do that with the phrase, I... I'm sure you've heard me say at this point, which is just simply, I don't do that anymore. I do not do that anymore. Again, I want to give that phrase to you. Keep it in your back pocket. It is powerful for those situations because when you're hearing old stories from your past, when you have the ability to challenge them because you have worked on interacting with yourself differently or you are working on interacting with yourself differently, simply remind that voice in your head, you don't do that anymore. And that's enough. That is enough to move on. If you need more, you can, you know, look for evidence that contradicts your negative thought. And that would be, no, I don't consciously and willingly overeat past fullness again and have like full on binge episodes. I don't do that anymore. That is not what I'm doing. That's not what happened here. You can, you know, engage further in those situations with stories from the past, but you just want to make sure that they're actually truthful, that you are saying something, that you are contradicting those stories in in a truthful way, something that's really, really happening. I'm going to say this next one with caution because it's not going to work unless you have done all the other ones before it. And I want to be very, 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 very clear on that. And that is to use affirmations and to surround yourself with things that remind you of them. But I'm putting that at the end for a reason. Because if you're starting in the opposite way, if you're just trying to defeat negative self-talk with just simply positivity and affirmations, which unfortunately is what so many people do, which is why they feel like they can never stop negative self-talk, it's not going to work. 
you first need to just like we said in the beginning, and I want to recap this whole thing, but I will quickly, and that is you need to understand that that voice is never going to go away. It does not mean that you are flawed. It means that you are human. Once you understand that that voice is never going to go away, then you become the observer of it, which means you are creating awareness around when you hear that voice, the patterns, the triggers, the situations that bring that voice up to the surface. From there, you take responsibility in your role in those situations. How are you driving that voice through your behaviors, which is basically how are you interacting with your body in a way that does not feel good because that's going to fuel negative self-talk? And how are you showing up in your life in a way that you do not want to because that's going to fuel negative self-talk? Once you have taken responsibility for absolutely everything you can take responsibility for, and I do mean everything, and I also do understand how bad that fucking sucks because I've done it, (laughs) that's when you can go outward and address situations, people, places, things, do all of those things. And then from there, you can challenge your negative thoughts. You do not do that anymore. This is not how I show up with myself. I don't do that anymore. I have evidence of this. This is actually how I show up in my life now and or this is how I'm actively working to show up in myself now. You do all that first. Then is when you use positivity in affirmations because affirmations will only work when they are backed up with aligned actions. I cannot stress that enough. Do not worry about affirmations until you are also willing to match those affirmations with aligned actions. And so what does that look like? When you hear a negative thought like, oh, you're a piece of shit, you treat yourself like shit. No, I don't. I treat myself really well. I am a healthy person with healthy habits. Beautiful, wonderful, amazing. Are you? What are you doing that is backing that up? Make sure that your affirmations are backed up by evidence That is going to help you transcend that negative thought. And I don't mean to sound like really like bitchy at it because again, I'm talking to myself here. It is just really important to remind ourselves of that. And that's where I get kind of frustrated with the whole like manifestation, affirmation community because it's not that simple. We can't just say shit and expect it to happen. We can't just say, oh, I am this person and expect it to happen. That's not going to happen. That can cause further harm if we are not backing it up with action. And so at the end of the day, go to the actions first. Let the affirmations follow or set your affirmations. This is who I want to be. This is who I want to show up in my life. And right in that very moment as well, these are the actions I need to take that are going to support me feeling this way and this is what I am willing to do. Make sure those things match. That is how you move forward and you transcend negative self-talk and you start becoming a person who hears voices that you like hearing in your head. Tying it all up, you have to remember that challenging and changing your negative self-talk takes time It takes practice, it takes persistence, and most importantly, it takes action. It takes you doing things that prove that voice wrong. In doing so over and over and over again until you truly feel like you are that person who no longer does those things. Until you can honestly say, I do not do that anymore. And if you can't honestly say it, you can say it. From a place of, I am working my ass off to make this true, but you need to believe that with your whole chest, right? You need to be able to say that with your whole chest. And when you are getting to that place, holy shit, friend, does really amazing things happen. 
I'm going to tie this up here. As always, you know where to find me. If you need help with this, I would be honored. Let's schedule a call. We can do a lot in an hour to really change a lot of stories and reframe the way you are thinking about yourself and speaking to yourself and showing up in your life. And yeah, it's fun. It's fun and it's available to you. As always, if you have not rate and reviewed this podcast, please do so. Please do so immediately. It takes literally like 10 seconds. It means the world to me and it keeps me showing up here. Next week, we are going to be talking about the self-improvement trap (laughs) because it can be a trap if you're not careful. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation. And so I hope you'll join me. I will see you back next Thursday.